Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to help us out, we are on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash 7lamb, the number 7, L-A-M-B. You can donate as little as a dollar a month and it all goes to helping us create podcasts such as this one. We also have multiple tiers to choose from with tons of bonus content like scripts, extra podcasts, bloopers, talks with the cast, early releases, and bonus episodes of your favorite shows. Once again, that's patreon.com slash 7lamb, the number 7, L-A-M-B. Thanks. couldn't believe I was calling my stepdad, but Delilah wouldn't answer and neither would Ricky. And I needed someone to talk to. Anyone. Hello? I was surprised he answered. Hello? Val? Oh, uh, yeah. H- hey, George. Is this an emergency? I'm just about to sit down to dinner. Oh, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bother you. It's not that. It's, what are you calling for? <laughs> I honestly, uh, don't know. Listen, is it important? I guess not. Uh, sorry to bother you. Wait, I'm sorry. I just didn't expect you to call. Especially since, since the funeral. Yeah, well, I couldn't stay there with everyone else. So it had nothing to do with me? No. Why would it? I don't know. We, we haven't talked in a long time. We hadn't talked in years. Nearly a decade. Not since Mom died. The only connection I had with this man was him liking a few vacation pics on Facebook. And a couple texts he sent when he remarried. You know, I would have tried texting, but you never responded. The last time you texted me was, what, three years ago? Do you blame me? No. I don't know why I called. Like I said... Are you okay? Like, how are things with you, Val? I know you've been going through it. I talked to Delilah at the funeral. Things are rough. They aren't getting any better. I can understand that. Yeah. Just don't do anything stupid. What does that mean? (sighs) Val, I know our relationship isn't a good one. It never really was. All we ever did was clash. Thanks for bringing up the past. Can you stop? I'm going somewhere with this. (sighs) We didn't have a strong relationship. But that doesn't mean I don't care for you. And being a father to you taught me a lot. A lot about myself and a lot about you... You're a strong person, Val. You always push yourself. You always overcome. You got through school. You got through Maria's death. You push yourself to overcome and be the best person you can be. I was always proud to see the pics of you traveling and conquering the world. I was happy when you met a person like Delilah who was willing to conquer the world with you. But life threw you a curveball. More than once. You gotta keep pushing yourself. You can get past this. I know you can. I didn't know what to say. I was literally speechless. Okay, um, well, Sandy's calling me. Dinner's ready. I gotta go. Uh, okay. Don't give up, Val. Seven Lamb Productions presents... The Stone House. Episode 14. 
There he was, in the water splashing about. Dee was sitting down, the waves pushing around her waist. I wanted to go touch her, hold her, comfort her. But he was still here. I wanted to hold him too, but I knew. I knew I couldn't. I realized that. So instead I just watched him splash Dee. At one moment, she grabbed him and lifted him into the air. I still couldn't see his face, but I, I knew it was him. I knew that laugh, that giggle. How could I move on if he was always here? Always in my happy place. So instead, I turned around and walked back the way I came. When I awoke, the sun was just coming up. I could see the morning light creeping up the cave wall. Today was the day. I brushed the hair out of my eyes and stared at my swollen leg. This wouldn't be easy, but it was the best idea I had. I shimmied over to the bodies, giving them a long look before undressing them. Again, it felt wrong, but I had a plan and I hoped to God it worked. When I walked into the living room, I saw Gavin and Noah at the dining table. The fire was going, and several more logs sat on the brick shelf, waiting to be added. Hello, dear. Why is it? Won't you sit? I wasn't sure if I should continue to be my helpful, inquisitive self, or confront him about last night. Don't worry, dear. I made breakfast today. Sit. As I took my seat, Noah looked up and smiled. I half smiled back. Now we can eat. Did you sleep well, dear? Were we just glossing over the fact that he had appeared in my room last night? It looked like he was even using the knife right now. I slept okay, yes? Good. Good. Was Gavin insane, mentally ill, bipolar, or just forgetful? Not that I really needed an answer. I only needed one thing right now, and that was a way off this island. A boat. Noah's family had one, but Gavin here sank it. And if Gavin was on said boat with Noah's family, then that means he didn't live here, right? I have lots to do today. Oh? I. I'll need you to watch over Noah again. I can do that. Aye. 
Um, Gavin, I was wondering if you'd be okay if I took Noah down to the beach today. I know you don't like him leaving this area, but I thought maybe we could... No. I just thought maybe it'd do him some good to get away from the house, in the field, and the... Why would he need to get away from the house? I don't mean it like that. Then how did you mean it, dear? I mean that the beach is nice, scenic. I noticed Noah was staring down at his plate, not eating, not even moving. Noah's good here, and so are you. That didn't sit right with me, and I was doing my best to keep myself level-headed. Gavin, we can't just sit here each and every day while you do chores. Stop calling me Gavin! What? It ain't right. I'm not a stranger to you. What does that mean? But he didn't answer. He just kept scraping the runny eggs from his plate. I want to go for a walk, and I'd like Noah to go with me. You ain't going for no more walks. I believe I made myself perfectly clear. Part of me was worried about any sort of retaliation, but the other part of me was getting fired up. And I don't believe I need your permission. The room was normally quiet, but now you could hear a pin drop. Gavin slowly raised his head and glared at me, that evil way of his. But he didn't say anything. I looked over to Noah, who had his hands folded in his lap, head down. I noticed him shaking a bit. You're on very thin ice, my dear. But I couldn't hold it together anymore. I am not your dear. His jaw tightened and he sat up straight. He took a moment to crack his neck, then stood. I'll take my apology now. What apology? I knew I shouldn't be doing this, but I couldn't help myself. (sighs) Dear, I'm going to ask you a question and I want the truth. Is there someone else? Someone else that's making you act this way? What are you talking about? Someone else... Who? Who's even here? You've done it before, Nadia. I want to know the truth. Stop calling me Nadia. I am not your fucking wife! In that moment, I knew I screwed up. He grabbed the knife and charged me. He grabbed my face and pushed me down. I tried my hardest to fight back, but Gavin was a big man. And just like the last time he forced himself on me, I found myself pinned. Not to the wall, but to the floor. I told you I don't want that sort of language in my house! He had his whole weight on me, his knee digging into my waist. He brought the knife up to my face and I felt real panic. His other foot was on my left wrist. Only my right arm was free. I grabbed his big, hairy arm, but he moved the knife closer and closer until it was pressing my bottom lip. I froze in panic. You use that language and I'll fix you. I'll fix you like I fixed the others. Like I fixed the boy. What did he mean by that? You hear me? We live in a proper house with a proper family. I don't want any foul language in my household, ever. And I'll make sure it ain't here. And if you don't believe me, I'll prove it. Sure, boy. My eyes shifted to Noah, still in his chair, staring at me. I said sure! What was he talking about? 
I don't like foul language. I don't like being talked back to. I don't like none of it. Noah came over, slowly, cautiously, arms stuck to his sides, head hanging low. Sure. I watched as Noah slowly opened his mouth, his lips quivering the whole time. Sure. He slid his tongue out to reveal a chunk missing. It wouldn't stop crying. It wouldn't stop whining. It wouldn't stop yelling. He talked back one too many times. Like you, dear. Like you. I've given you plenty of warnings and I've had it. He moved the hand that was covering my mouth just a bit to make room for the knife. He pushed the edge of the blade between my lips until it hit my clenched teeth. I thrashed about, smacking his shoulder with my free hand, but it wasn't doing. He pushed the knife harder, trying to part my teeth. This wasn't working. Gavin wasn't smiling. He showed no emotion now, but he pushed harder. I dropped my arm and slid it along the ground, reaching for something, anything, then... Never again. Shut up, boy. She needs to learn. I found my plate. I clenched it tightly and with all of my strength, slammed it into the side of Gavin's head. He didn't fall over, but his grip loosened. I still had a piece of the plate in my hand, and I jammed it into his shoulder. I saw Noah jump back as I scrambled free. Gavin grabbed my ankle, but I kicked him in the chest and ran for the door. Nadia! I didn't know where to go, but I just kept running until... I slowed a bit, worried to look back. I left Noah. I left him. Damn it. I turned around to see Gavin by the stone house, his arm on Noah's shoulder. Come back, dear. Come back now. He still held the knife, and I couldn't believe what he was threatening to do. Come back! <sighs> no! Come back, and we'll forget the whole thing. I watched as he pulled Noah in front of him and waved the knife in the air. Come back! Don't make me hurt this boy! <sighs> Shit! I slowly made my way back to the house. Each step was painful, my heart beating rapidly. I was sick to my stomach, and as I got closer, I saw the tight grip he had on Noah's collar. That's right. That's right. Gavin's shirt was covered in blood, but he stood there smirking. Hi. There we are. I stopped about ten yards from the front door. You're threatening to hurt Noah? Come inside, we'll forget the whole thing. Let him go. I'll let him go inside, dear. I'll let him go inside. I was shaking, but trying to keep my composure. I didn't want my voice to crack. I didn't want to show pain or worry, even though I'm sure he could sense it. 
He's just a kid. I know that. And we're a family. Families can fight. That's all it were, a squabble. Come inside, and we'll all forget about what just happened. I don't want to. Come inside so we can all be safe. You, me, and the boy. He tightened his grip on Noah's collar and yanked it up. It's going to be okay, Noah. It's going to be okay. He knows that, dear. Now come inside. He rested his other hand on Noah's shoulder. The knife an inch from Noah's eye. Come inside. I couldn't believe what was happening. But I took a slow, calming breath. And made my way inside. Damn it. Twelve throws and I still couldn't get it. I had taken most of the clothes off the bloated bodies, tore them, and tied them to make a rope. It took all day, but here I was with an actual plan. Ugh. Fuck! The problem was I was weak and tired and incapable of making an accurate throw. I had removed the cane from my leg and tied one end of the rope to the middle of it, the other end to a big rock. I planned to use the cane as a sort of grappling hook, but I couldn't get the damn thing through the opening. It was long enough that if I got it through, I should be able to pull it to brace it against the edge of the hole, allowing me to climb up. Ugh. 14 times now and no luck. I wasn't even sure if the cane would hold me, but it seemed sturdy enough. And because I hadn't eaten in nearly a week, I'm sure I was lighter. Plus, what did I have to lose? Just my life, if this didn't work. Okay, Val. I took a moment to rest, then got back to it. Okay. Come on, like a spear. The problem was the clothes weighed the thing down, so I was forced to gather as much of the cloth rope as I could and toss it along with the cane, hoping it made it to the hole before tumbling down with the weight of the clothes. <sighs> Damn it, come on! I was so tired, so weak, and now my arms were sore. <sighs> I crawled to the cane again and gathered up a good amount of the clothing. Okay, okay. The clothes are heavy. You have to throw. You have to throw it higher. 
There was a small stalactite just before the opening. I aimed for its base, about two feet above the hole. Okay. Right. Right. About there. Ugh. I threw the cane and tossed the cloth rope in an arced fashion. The weight of the clothing came down, yanking the cane, but not before it made it through the hole. Yes! The clothing fell against the cave wall, causing the cane to twist and snag on the opening, pinning itself outside. Perfect. I made my way to the cave wall and grabbed a handful of clothing. I pulled gently at first to make sure. The cane was stuck. Oh man. Now came the hard part. Climbing was slow. I could only use one leg to brace myself and everything was wet and slippery. Come on, Val. Come on. One hand over the other. That was it. Just one hand over the other. I could hear the cane creak a bit, but it held. I was halfway up the wall right now and my arms were already weak. I was exhausted, but there was no possible way to rest. I had to keep pushing. Just like your rock climbing days. Every foot or so I would lean against the wall, take a deep breath, and climb more. I could hear the ocean outside more clearly. It was a beautiful sound. Come on. You're almost there. Come on. You're almost there. Oh, shit. The cane moved a little. It split, and I went tumbling down. That would be it. I would die here. This was my only chance to make it out. It felt like an eternity, but I eventually made it to the opening. I could feel the cool wind, smell the salty air. This was the tricky part. I had to quickly grab the ledge, push the cane aside, and pull myself out. I held myself steady right now. Okay. I took one more look down. It would be a hell of a fall. No. No, Val. You got this. Put everything into it now. You have to. Don't give up. Okay. Okay. My energy was waning, but this was the moment. This was it. I quickly let go of the cloth with my right hand and grabbed the edge of the hole. It was slippery, but I dug in. Okay. Okay. I let go of the cloth completely and let my left hand grab another area of the opening. There we go. The pain was immense, but I was almost free. Give it all you have, Val. Now, push yourself. 
Don't give up. I pulled myself up and halfway out of the hole. I kicked with my good leg, trying to give myself momentum. Outside slanted rock that led to the water. Oh man, this was gonna hurt. Regardless, I pushed hard, springing myself free, and... Ah, oh, shit! I tumbled down the side. I landed in the icy water, which stung my body. I slammed against rock, but was quickly pulled away. The water pushed and pulled, eventually yanking me free and spinning me around the bend. The current pulled me around a grouping of rocks. I narrowly missed a jagged edge. Then I found myself drifting along the coast. I was fighting the current, trying my hardest to get back to land, but I kept drifting. My whole body ached and blood was dripping from my head into my eye. I dunked my head in the seawater. I was about 20 yards from the coast and still drifting. Damn it! That's when I saw the dock. Hey, the dock. But then... I hit something hard. A rock? No. The pole. The slanted pole that was sticking out of the water. I grabbed onto it. The thing was slick with bird craft. I remembered this pole. I remembered wondering what it was when exploring the boathouse and dock. A large white bird which sat atop the thing quickly took to the sky once seeing me. I hung on to the thing, trying to catch my breath. What was this mysterious pole? There was a rope attached to it. Up close it looked like a mast. I dunked my head under the water and opened my eyes. The water was murky, but I could just see the faint outline of a boat. A sailboat? At first, for a fleeting moment, I thought maybe it was ours. But no. This thing was mainly intact and sitting on some rocks not too far below the surface. Weird. Okay. Time to go. I let go of the mast and swam for the dock, but the current pulled me past the alcove and towards a beach, the same beach I walked along to get to the boathouse. It seemed so long ago, but here I was again. Ah! I accidentally kicked with my injured leg, which sent a shooting pain all the way up my body. Shit, 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 shit. I couldn't do it. The water was still pulling me, not out to sea, but parallel to the coast. The beach was passing me by. Now it was nothing but rocks again. The water was calmer here. Focus, Val. Calm yourself. There we go. Okay. I let the water take me. I flowed with it, laying on my back. I watched the gray clouds drift by. The water continued to calm and eventually I found myself closer to the shore. The coast became less rocky and soon it was nothing but sand again. I rolled over and started swimming, careful not to kick my bad leg. I swam diagonal to the beach until I felt sand underneath me. I grabbed hard and pulled myself to shore. I crawled out of the ocean using the last bit of strength I had. Uh, 
and when I was completely on land, I stopped and rolled onto my back. I made it. I couldn't believe it. I was out. I was really out. I took a moment to catch my breath and watch the clouds and few birds hovering overhead. Wait a second. I leaned up and looked around. Oh man. Really? This was the exact spot D and I washed up. <laughs> wow. How about that? I laid back down and closed my eyes, listening to the rolling water. It reminded me of my happy place. Well, almost. Stone House Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Corey Pettit as Delilah Robert M. Lamb as Val Jack Austin as Gavin Co-starring Dennis Caldwell Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. This has been a Seven Lamb production.